I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Isotope and Native Instruments have teamed up to create the start-to-finish bundle that home recording guitar nerds have been waiting for. Plus, you, dear listener, get an extra 10% off with guitar nerds by using discount code NERDS10 at the checkout on isotope.com. From the creative spark to the final touch, their new bundles include pretty much everything you could possibly need, which is great because it's far too easy to sink hundreds of pounds and a big chunk of your time into just picking up random plugins. The music production suite 4.1 and Complete 13 bundle contains over 30 intelligent mixing, mastering and repair plugins, 65 premium instruments, 20 plus expansions and over 35,000 sounds. And if that's a bit basic for you, they've also bundled Music Production Suite 4.1 with Complete 13 Ultimate, which gives you everything that makes Complete 13 incredible, plus a colossal library of added synths, sampled instruments and effects. 115 plus premium instruments and effects, 39 native instruments expansions and over 65,000 sounds. It sounds like a lot. It is. It's very good, very comprehensive. And as we've come to expect from Isotope, it's very good value. If you're looking to get into home recording, I cannot recommend it more highly. And if you're already into home recording, it it really is the one-stop shop for making what you do sound better. This podcast is entirely treated and produced using Isotope plugins, and Native Instruments have been responsible for almost every synth or sample you've heard on our Guitar Nerds jingles. Check out their great new bundles on isotope.com or follow links in the description of this podcast and use discount code NERDS10 at the checkout for 10% off anything in the Isotope arsenal. Hello and welcome, welcome dear listener to the final episode in 2022's gear of the year that's right everyone we've had best guitar we've had best amplifier stroke modular and we've had best effects pedal those things have been decided we now just need to decide what is the overall greatest product well the top three of gear of the year 2022 i am your host joe branton joined this week by matt knight hello there philip carter howdy y'all and blake wyland hi hi indeed hello all welcome back okay so we've had a a couple of days to reflect on the decisions that we've made 
Um, and we're now gonna we're gonna we're gonna argue a little bit. You know, we don't need to go over things quite as much. This is a shorter episode, dear listener. We're just deciding the winners, but we are going to decide them through debate initially. And I will only introduce a scoring system if we can't come to some sort of organic, because it would be better for us to do it organically. Someone always gets cut out if I end up doing the scoring system. It's normally Blake, we found. So, uh, <laughs> he, you're just too lovely, Blake, and your ideas are off kilter. Uh, you know, I'm ahead so. of the curve. <laughs> that's what it is, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's what it is. But, I mean, before we go before we go into that, um, we are going to take a look at the listener's choice and the Patreon choice. Um, and see how those how our, our listeners have uh, weighed up against our decisions. Before that, before that, Matt Knight, you've uh, you've moved. I have, I have, I've been displaced. I'm in a new place. Uh, I've got more space. Um, but yes, I have, I have moved house. I guess for listeners, there will be no time difference realistically because uh, no, it's it just only, the ne- it's released the day after the it's last. It's released month. the next day, but it's actually for us about three days, and in that, I've moved uh, mm-hmm. a lot. Physically moved is in lots of steps, but also moved house. Uh, so I have unboxed absolutely nothing. Wow. Um, and uh yeah we're sort of uh, we've we've got a living space which is the main thing I see. um but we've got no shopping i've unboxed no clothes and oh. i had to rip my entire studio apart so i need to rebuild that worth uh, worth Pre-Christmas. noting if sorry sorry i, no, I was going to say just a pre-christmas uh i've still got to go to work unfortunately so <laughs> that sounds awful i wonder what that's like Anyway, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, worth noting, dear listener, that Matt is joining us tethered um, to uh, his laptop by his telephone. Not not like I don't mean there's a rope around him or anything. I just mean he's using his phone for internet on his computer. There might be. We don't know that. (laughs) <laughs> we it's don't true. Know. He have no be, idea. Yeah, he could be on a sex swing for all we know, dear listener. <laughs> That's how I'm picturing it. <laughs> I wasn't uh, before, but now. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so we'll see. So if anything goes wrong, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll try and keep things flowing, and Matt will try and rejoin the call if he can, if something does. I will out. always try and rejoin the call. And uh, and Matt also, I guess you haven't even got a chance to talk about. We'll talk about this mainly on se- in season four of the Guitar Nerds podcast next year. But you've got uh, you got a new head. You have got a Mirage from um, what's the company called? Emprise Amps. Emprise Amps. Uh, yes, it is annoyingly sat in a box. <laughs> um, I haven't unboxed it, and in the move, the move has managed to destroy my speaker cab. So oh. at the moment, I've got no speaker cab either. Um, so I need to repair that as well, unfortunately. So can't even give any first impressions or a, a glimpse a into it before uh, before season three starts next year. That's a because that's going to be exciting. Those are really cool amps because I got the Haxby Mini, which is like the – I took a picture, dear listener. I popped it on the Guitar Nerds Facebook group. But it's like the valve-exposed version of a two-channel Fender amp, like a 12-watt sort of thing. Mm, yeah, I'm I think um, these are going to be really, really cool things to to check out. And um, we've got them all the way in the lead up to Birmingham Guitar Show. So we're going to be going yeah. straight into UK guitar shows not long after we start. Should be nice. That is going to be nice. And uh, Blake, you've got a nosebleed. <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I got that for Christmas. Well, I was I was jamming on my uh, Grez guitars 
Mendocino baritone, as I do, and I was plugged into my Sun Beta lead, and uh, the riffs were too strong for my body to to hold up to, which is, uh, you know, it's a thing that happens occasionally, and yes, I just started bleeding out of my face wow. from the pure gnarliness of the riffage, which is, uh, like I said, something that happens here occasionally. Oh, wow, that is... Uh... Yeah, that, that that sounds excessive, but it only talks to the character of the Grez Mendocino baritone. What a lovely guitar. Uh, also, um, Barry's been uploading some amazing guitars over the last uh, few weeks. I feel yeah. like they just keep getting better and, and, I need, and better. I need him to stop. I, I need him to, to stop. <laughs> my, my wallet needs him to stop. It's yeah, so it's dangerous. Too it's too much. He, he sent me... Uh, oh, actually, I don't know if I... I don't know if it's a secret. I guess it doesn't really matter, but I won't say what it is just in case. But he sent me a message of something that he's working on that I would be very into. And I was just like, oh, this is not the time to introduce me to something that I definitely want to buy that's right. easily another £3,000. You know, so, so yeah, so, God damn it! I wish his he, guitars weren't as amazing as they are. He made one that I played at Fretboard Summit last year um, that... Uh, was a Mendocino, but it was like it Bigsby sunburst. It was just the most spectacular Ooh. guitar I've ever touched. And I'm like, I'm trying to find a way to afford to get one made. Just there. he makes, he's the nicest dude and he makes spectacular guitars. Oh, they're so good. This, I was just thinking, this has got to be the first time in podcast history where we've had three different Grez owners. <laughs> Yeah. On a p- one podcast at the same time, just sort of like independently. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. That's, hmm. that, that is interesting. Like, hmm. this is the largest uh, collaboration of Grez owners I know. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the impact he's had on the podcast industry. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thanks for making me feel left out. And uh, well, now, now it's time to join, Matt. It's uh, time. Buying music mans and get a Grez. Yeah. 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 yeah maybe. Maybe. Maybe you'll do me a deal. Zero yeah. down. Zero payments <laughs> over forever. <laughs> well, well, yes. Yeah, so, so we we need to we need to get on with choosing a, a, a winner, of course. Also, because you know, Philip, because of the time difference, 
um this is this is cutting right into your working day it, yeah <laughs> yeah i i am the i i have a full-time job not in the music industry so uh i uh this is not considered work time for me <laughs> Yes, no, exactly. So, uh, so you know, this this episode, we don't think it's going to be too long, dear listener. It really depends how much we argue. So, before I talk about the the nine products that have made it through for us, I want to talk about the listener choices. So, I put out a poll uh, both in the Guitar Nerds Patreon. I also put one on the Guitar Nerds Facebook group. Well, first of all, I put out an, a message like looking for suggestions and basically people can suggest things that they think are gear of the year and then I'll take maybe roughly the top five that have more than one suggestion basically that have the top five most suggested things and I'll put them in a poll and then people can vote this year was a bit of a weird one because it was like everyone had a different thing there were virtually no things doubling up a couple of things, a handful of things. One that I missed, though, I was corrected on and had to add it to the listener's choice uh, late on. But, but yeah, very, very, uh, yeah, weird year. No clear winners, perhaps. Mm. Um, but the, what they boiled down to in the – they were different, but only slightly. They were always only slightly different. In the listener's choice, the top five products, and this is how they differed from ours, guys, is uh, we ended up with the – um, Earthquaker Devices Special Cranker, the Victory V4. It was kind of the range, but um, I think the, the Jack got suggested the most. Um, the Boss RE202, obviously that was super popular for us, won our category of best effects pedal. The MXR, <clears throat> excuse me, the MXR Duke of Tone, Again, very popular for us, made it into third place. The Boss, the new Boss Slicer, the SL2. And the Yamaha, in fact, we didn't really talk about the SL2 enough. And none of us had it kind of, uh, none of us were especially pitching for that. And the Yamaha Revstar, the new P90 loaded version of the Revstar, where they've changed the body shape slightly. They've corrected the uh, the neck dive that it had. Gorgeous tailpiece, wonderful finishes, very articulate, lovely sounding, high quality p 90s those were the six products that made it into the listener's choice in the patreon choice very similar we had the boss sl2 again the victory v4 the boss re202 the um duke of tone and i've put the sl2 in a uh, fifth time i don't know why <laughs> it was just that, that good. cool yeah <laughs> i don't know why i've put that in twice oh uh, let me just uh that's in a document that i had so i'm just gonna check on the actual um no, no, yeah. So what did I miss out then? The, oh, the Earthquaker Devices Special Cranker. Did oh. I say that? That's that's what the uh, that's what the the fifth one was. So in fact, all the same products. Yeah, um, just different order. Yeah, it just it, it, yeah. Well, exactly. And then except for the Yamaha Revstar, I didn't make it into the Patreon choice. And then the top three in the listeners' choice in third place, the Duke of Tone. Well, that was exactly the same as our effects pedal third place. In second yep. place, the Yamaha Revstar P90 loaded guitar. We didn't even talk about the Revstars. I, I didn't realize they'd came out with new ones. I yeah. just thought, yeah. I, so. thought, I, I genuinely thought they were just new finishes. Right. Yes, it was a slight shape adjustment and a few other things. I feel like they were refining something, you know, with these. But yeah, Rather than it, introducing it, something. Exactly, exactly. I do love those. I wish I would have paid more attention. Yeah, they are they are good, especially the the tailpiece on the P90 loaded version is very cool. 
And uh, and in first place, the winner of the listener's choice is the Boss RE202. Whoa. The exact same product mm. that we thought was indeed the best effects pedal of 2022 on the patreon we had we've had a different top three in third place we had a tie between the earthquaker devices special cranker and the boss sl2 in second place we had the victory v4 didn't even appear in the listener's choice top three Um, and of course it did come third for us in the amps choice and at number one yet again the boss re202 which kind of leads us to us talking about the best overall product, we've had the Boss RE202 win listener's choice. We've had the Boss RE202 win patron's choice. The Boss RE202 won our best effects pedal choice. Yep. That puts it in a pretty pretty prime position to potentially top the gear of the year overall. So the nine products that have made it through from effects pedals, the Boss RE202, the Meris, what's it called, the LVX? LVX. LVX, that's uh, that's it. And the MXR Duke of Tone from amplifiers, uh, from guitars, sorry. We've had the Fender American Vintage 261 Stratocaster, the Eastman Juliet, and the PRS SE Silver Sky. And from amplifiers, we've had the Blackstar St. James EL34 Head, We've had the PRS HDRX head, and we've had the Victory V4. Kind of the range, I guess we're saying it's the range uh, sort of thing. So those are those are our nine products. Um, and I guess let's uh, let's go round to each of you and see kind of what you think, how you're feeling, if anything's jumping out. Uh, maybe if anything you think absolutely shouldn't be in the list, but. <clears throat> Maybe let's keep it positive. Like, you know, things that you feel are um, are worthy of our top three. We need to pick two runners-up and a winner of this year. Matt Knight, won't we, uh, won't we start the ball rolling with yourself? How are you, uh, how are you feeling about these top nine products? Um, so just coming back to something that we were talking about on a previous episode about stuff that we've actually tried. And, and, you know, Blake was talking very specifically about, you know, what he's tried and how that affects his choices out of those nine, um, obviously read and seen. And we've talked about a lot of the, all of these products on, on the podcast, but out of those, the ones that I physically tried, um, RE202 Duke of tone and the silver sky, um, but I don't know if I'd necessarily want to base my choices just on those. My right. opinion of the Silver Sky hasn't changed because it is a great guitar, although it's a shame to see them certainly in the UK at the moment. they are. There's two colours that are being, I guess we would use the term in uh, in the UK, dogged out. Uh, they seem to have gone <laughs> from 849 all the way down to 599, uh, and it's just the green and the white seem to have like been trashed which is uh bizarre but yeah it seems to be quite a few retailers that are doing a specific deal on those at the moment um and they're selling i mean it looks like they're selling so i mean again a popular guitar but was it too expensive before guess that doesn't really make it doesn't really decide whether it is not gear of the year or not i mean i still say i think it was one of those things kind of similar to um the music man where they'd almost done the more expensive one a disservice i guess by making that one so good for the money um but i the more i think about it the more i'm like well you know the fan base of 
John Mayer fans realistically are probably driving that guitar more heavily than anything else. So would it really be a guitar that I feel is the best guitar, for example, that's come out this year? Um, RE202 is an amazing product. It is on my board, but I don't. I would rather not specifically push it myself. I think those arguments may be <laughs> left to some of the other people in the, in the group. Um Duke of Tone, I'm kind of... It's a weird one, because my argument is, well, you know, we talked about it on, on the podcast. It's kind of making the unaccessible accessible and still keeping the quality really good. Do I think it's the best thing to come out this year? No, because it doesn't necessarily break any new ground. Um, but I think it's great for the general guitar bias out there. If I had to pick one product, it's really difficult. I mean... The one thing that does really jump out at me is um, the American Vintage. Um, I think we specifically said the... Did we say the Strat? I can't remember. Um, we did. The 61 yes, Strat. The 61 Strat. Um, but I'm really torn. I think, I, to be honest, I could be swayed in many different, many different ways. I mean, if I was probably picking a top three... I yeah, I mean, first off, I'd probably just pick the three that I've tried this year, realistically. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I'm I I think I can be more easily swayed by maybe some of the other people in the group. Okay, okay. So you're still feeling like you're you're quite open. I, w- I, th- I will say, as kind of a just a you know a, a, an overall, I there just because some things were runners up in their category doesn't mean those things can't win the overall the reason being that maybe when it comes to overall maybe you think a little bit more globally you think less personally i guess mm. i think that i mean at they're all i mean i quite feel quite strongly about all of these products um i still feel something like it's weird i think with the black star we, we talked about it still feels like the strongest message they're pushing is the weight, which I think is the last message that you should be pushing because everyone just goes, you know, when you look at the Fender Tone Master, they were like, it sounds, this is a twin, which just happens yeah. doesn't have any valves in, where this is like, this is an amp that's super lightweight, and it's like, okay, what does it sound like then? Um, HDRX, I mean, I've heard quite a lot, watched quite a lot of demo videos, but again, I think it's being pushed by the Hendrix thing, um the v4 strikes me as quite a good thing but again still not seeing some of these really big pedal board amps take off um so i i don't know i think for me because they are the things that i've tried and i do think they're really good I'd, I'd probably be saying yeah silver sky re202 and duke of tone duke of but tone. i could definitely be i think i could be swayed on Hey, Definitely look, the Duke of Tone. Matt, I think that is a that is a strong like, you know, that that is a strong selection. Those are three products that have made a big difference. All three of them have a story. All three of them were things that I think they have that same th- a thing in common, which is they're all things that people wanted. Like, you know, for example, the Eastman Juliet is a wonderful guitar, but no one was asking for it. <laughs> I know that doesn't especially matter, but this, those three products seem like great products that have contributed to the guitar mm. world in a really positive way. Okay, well, we'll put a pin in yours for, for the moment then. We'll see what the others think and if you can be swayed at all. Philip, how are you, how are you shaking up? What do you think? 
So at at the risk of doing that thing that, you know, of, of not doing that thing where you build suspense, I'm just going to, I'm going to put the apples on the table, Did which it. is, which is not an idiom that I'm just using anyway. Um, like I think cards on the table is the thing I should have said, but RE202, one patron choice, one listener's choice, one our best pedal, not, not just won it, but three out of the four of us picked it as the best and one of us picked it as the second best. I think we already know that's going to be at least top three, if not the number one product. Like, I, I can't see. I know I know Matt's not going to say it. Like, because, you know. It's a lock-in, isn't it? It's definitely yeah. a lock-in. It's a lock-in. It's done. I, we're, in my opinion, and I'll fight for this, actually, we're, we're arguing over second and third. Just, just I, I'm going to be honest. I think you're probably right. Yeah, you know. I think I think that's where we're going. And so when I talk about the other selections I want to put in that I think should be considered for the top three, um, I, I, I am not I'm not going to argue for a guitar we picked as third that literally at some point we all sort of said, yeah, it sold a ton. It doesn't make me that excited. The silver right. sky. I'm just I'm not going to argue for it. Uh I I think the Black Star absolutely uh, should be in that consideration, um, and I think the American Vintage series because th- since we recorded the podcast, I've looked at them even more, and I've gotten even more excited about those guitars, and I want to get one at some point. I'm I'm like hardcore, no more buying right now. I just had to buy some PA gear, and I was not excited about spending that money, um, and so I've got to clear that out first, but. Uh, I think those are the three most exciting to me products. And look at that. You could put them together and you've got a whole rig right there. You can go gig with, with the gear, what I think is the gear of the year in that 2022. Is, that is actually a great rig. Uh, yeah, I think so. And and I, I do want to comment a little, like Matt talked about the uh, the V4 series. And, and yes, I get that that's how they're pushed, like as a pedal board amp. I See, I don't see them that way. I see them as like the best like studio tool ever like multiple you know i i I look at them that way but that's just who i am as a person i realize not everyone's looking at that way i i don't like pedal board amps in general i don't i don't like the idea of an amp being on my pedal board um it's that's that's me as a person that's my own trauma um i think i've actually used that before I, i have like these weird strange opinions and hills i'll die on um, but I love the idea of just having something on my desk that I can plug into. I'm, I don't want a software solution. I, I don't want something like that. I want something like a physical thing I can turn knobs on and I can play into. But it's it's right there. It's compact. It's on my desk. I can, you know, plug it in, ready to go, record an idea very quickly. I, I love those. They don't make my top three, but they would be my number four. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you a lot about the Victory V4. It's less as a pedalboard amp and more as a solution that sits on your desk that solves a genuine pro- uh, genuine problem for yeah. me. Like it actually gives you a, a great sounding hardware solution to quick and easy recording. That's a that's a big plus. But um, okay, okay, yeah. so we kind of have we kind of have a sort of a top three or four the V four in consideration. I guess maybe you know we could we could all try and push you on the V four if there's you know if if some of the others aren't ending up in everyone else's list. Blake, how are you? How are you feeling about all of this in general? Like, how are you doing? Are you okay? How's no, your nose? <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I'm not okay at all. No, I, I'm do- I'm doing all right, but I I'm gonna really stick to my guns on this one and i am not 
putting the Silver Sky on this list at all in any way, shape, or form because it doesn't belong there. It is not the gear of the year. It's a redo of something that has came out before, and I don't even mean the Stratocaster. I mean, it's a redo of something that already existed. And in that spirit, I think I have to pick for my number one the only thing on this list that really, excuse me, not the only thing, my number one and two are the only things on this list that are really bringing new stuff to the table that's exciting and truly unique. And my number one is going to be the Maris LVX for that reason, because this is the only thing that's going to help you create sounds that have not been heard before outside of some massive, massive pedal board. And I, I truly believe it's a extremely unique, cool tool that you could use to make new songs and new sounds that have never really been brought to the guitar world. And I, I just love it so much. I'm going to pick the LVX for my number one. In that same spirit, the Blackstar St. James, while it's not revolutionizing sound in the same way it's bringing it in a format that has never been seen before you know we kind of talked about the the lightweight thing not really being that important and i still do agree with that but the fact that you can get an all tube amp you know in such a easy to use cool package i'm, I'm kind of thinking about the head here a little more it, to me it's taking what the v the v4s are and there it's just bringing it back to that classic format a little bit, but still having a lot of the same things that are cool about the V4. So I really like the the St. James as a number two. I and agree. Then- it, would be, it would be difficult to ever have the V4 over the St. James when essentially there's so much of them that are similar things, only one has a digital power stage and one mm-hmm. has a valve power stage. Yeah. Right, exactly. And- So recently, Guitar Nerd switched to using Lewitt microphones, specifically the LCT440 condenser mic. Now, this mic is super affordable and very versatile. It's what I'm using right now. In fact, there are a bunch of videos from independent studio engineers with way more audio know-how than me comparing the LCT440 to mics three times its value and it absolutely holding up. Plus, this mic is as good for instrument capture as it is for podcasting, as it is for vocals, which is great because I don't like messing around with mics and I can literally use this for everything. The proof is in the pudding though so here is my Tweed Blues Junior recorded at a reasonable room volume using nothing but the Lua LCT440. Nothing has been added in post, no compressors or EQs. This is exactly how the Lua LCT440 captures the sound of Fender's greatest amplifier.
sounds absolutely pucker. The 440 captures all of the depth and the character of the Blues Junior, and all I had to do was move it over the other side of the office and pop it in front of the amp. So if you're doing anything with home studio vibes, I strongly recommend this wonderful and affordable microphone. Check it out at lewitt-audio.com. And so, and then I don't think I need need to even explain why uh, the RE202 is my number three, because similarly, it, it does bring some new things to the table, but it's really a special uh, just a really incredible spin on something we've seen before with some brand new options in that tape delay style effect that we've we've not seen. So I feel pretty that's I feel like that list is pretty solid. Okay. Okay. Well that's, that's I would, pretty um, good. I would just jump in. I think Blake made a good point, <laughs> said something there actually, which was about, you know, about Silver Sky and about, you know, it's a take on something else. And I think what's well, you know, a kind of um you've kind of yeah got silver sky and then you've got the kind of the the strat and everything else almost everything on this list especially from it feels like a lot of the stuff that we picked is almost based on something else a lot of the stuff that we all thought commonly about which i think is quite interesting so i think it was a good point on the meris which is like feels like that's one of the products that's truly done something. It's an new. exciting new tool. Yeah, exactly. I think the I think the problem is, and like I said in the in the in the effects episode, um, I think they've just done a terrible job in telling people what it does. Right. Yeah. And and how they do it, and I think that's a shame because it's done it uh, probably done it a, a disservice. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, well, is is that enough to convince you to swap out one of your choices for a Meris to consider a Meris over, you know? Uh, well, else? I mean, the bizarre thing is everyone's everyone's talking about the RE two hundred two in some way. So again, well, the, I, I, I will stay quiet for the time. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay cool. Well, the RE two hundred two is obviously going on my list. Like the RE two hundred two has to has to go through. I and I think I agree with Philip. It's a shame to sort of uh, to I guess you know peek behind the curtain this early on dear listener but we, it's just had such a strong response as philip said listeners choice patreon choice topping the pedals list and it won its category by more than any of the other products did in their category and i love it i just think it's a wicked wicked product that we all wanted and we've all wanted for years and it's exactly what we wanted and everything about it's right down to the form factor, down to like that little nod to the old kidney bean shape. Like I, I think it's a perfect product. So obviously the RE two hundred two. Also, like mad respect for for Matt doing his best not to just shill it a little bit. I like <laughs> like because I already know I because I know how this community works because I've been part of this community for long enough now. Still gonna get shit for. Picking a boss product when there's a boss <laughs> representative here, I, it's gonna happen. It, yeah. I, it, but he is Matt is doing his best not to be that guy. It would have happened regardless. Even right, if Matt it, was not participating, it would have happened. Exactly. This pedal was gonna be here if Matt wasn't. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. He Always. didn't even pick it. Remember, he didn't initially pick it on the best yeah. pedals either. So no, no, we 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 got it through. Yeah. Well, I don't know, Matt. Matt, Matt's going to be in trouble after this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> just just ignore the Facebook group for a little while. <laughs> yeah, um, it will be the uh, you know it will be the notes through his door, the envelopes full of dog shit that I think will really get to him. Yeah, oh, damn it, I swore. Uh, it doesn't matter. 
it's oh, oh I did too. I'm sorry. That was my fault. I broke oh. I broke the seal on that. No, one. no, it's fine. It's it 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 doesn't matter. Sorry, dear listener. Anyway. Anyway, okay, so the RE202 is definitely going in the list. Um you know, and I was waiting to hear what everyone else said to kind of be convinced. We got both Philip and Blake backing up the Black Star. I did really like that product. I understand what Matt's saying. My concern with the St. James is and, and I know this isn't the only thing to consider, but is it like is it is it great because it's a great amp or is it great because the feet it's the first to have these features i guess do you know what i mean like will anyone care about or remember the st james next year or the year after like you know when a couple of other companies make these things as well Mm, mm. that's that's my my issue with the st james whilst i think it's great and it sounds brilliant is it my favorite sounding amp of all time not really do do i really think it sounds anything like a vox which it claims to i don't actually think it sounds at all like a vox but it is still a good sounding amp really good sounding amp great feature set it's a shame that tone isn't the thing they're selling it on, and that does annoy me. But I can't argue with Philip and Blake. It is a fantastic recording solution. So I'm I'm tempted to lean to to give that a vote. But I have been completely convinced by Blake's talk about the Meris LVX. Um, I have to give that a vote now. It's, it's a wonderful new product, and, and it's pushing new sounds and new direction, new new sonic creations, and we should tip our hats to products that are trying to push new things. I know that I'm always going to be the one pushing for a vintage reissue of this or that or the other, something that's classic, some, you know, because I have such narrow opinions on what I actually like. The Meris is not something that I would get, but for the same reason that the Empress as uh, a z- ooh z-, z what is it called the Empress z- Zoya 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 thank you there we go oh I couldn't remember for the same reason that the Empress Zoya was such a, an important product when it came out the Meris LVX has to be considered so I'm going to throw that my second vote. And then I don't know. I don't know where to go third. I, Matt almost convinced me with the Silver Sky, but I kind of, there's such opposition from both Philip and Blake. And I agree, like, who really cares about this product? Does anyone care about this product? Or is it just shops pushing it because they've bought a load of them? I, think, like, I, I can't work it out, you know? No, I think a lot of people have, you know, it, I think for me, I think it's really difficult if an artist that you really like and, you know, John Mayer has a lot of fans, when they come out with a guitar and they're like, oh, yeah, it's totally unaffordable by 90% of the population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think there's, you know, it's inevitable that they, as we said, you kind of have to make the expensive one before you can make the cheap one because if you make the cheap one first, the expensive everyone's going to go. Well, why the expensive one's just crazy money? Um, and I think that's why you need to do it. And I think a lot of people do care about that and that guitar. And having played it, it is a fantastic guitar. Um, if, but if I don't know if right it's there, necessarily. Matt, if you stopped right there, I wouldn't know if you were talking about the Silver Sky or the Kaizen. <laughs> so that's that's why I would have picked the Kaizen. But you know. <laughs> uh it's it's i think it's difficult it's again it comes down to the criteria realistically doesn't it and we're not going on i think a lot of people have probably gone on popularity like a lot of the other gear of the year lists you know it's it's popularity and i to be honest you know if you take yourself out of the equation in terms of popularity possibly the most popular guitar that's received 
more fanfare than anything else that's come out this year. Just the guitar that people have spoke about the most. Whether yeah, that makes sure. it gear of the year to be to be debated. People yeah. have talked about Machine Gun Kelly more this right. year than anything else too. <laughs> that doesn't mean he's the artist of the year. No, true. Also, it, it, I, I I never claimed that the Guitar Nerd's Gear of the Year is is some sort of impartial you know, the thing that's, that's, that's going to decide what actually is. It's more our opinions. And uh, I think I apologize, dear listener, but when it comes down to it, I can't give that man's signature model my vote. Good man. So- Good man. Good man. <laughs> well, it, you know, if you, if you talked about just the thing that's talked about the most, it's like, okay, then it goes to the company with the biggest marketing budget. I yeah. mean, <laughs> so yeah, then Fender exactly. wins everything. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very true. Well, look, I think my third vote, is going to go to the Black Star St. James. I I caveat that with saying I'm kind of picking a third place there, you know, from a few things. It's not like the Maris and the 202 were really easiest, obvious choices. The Black Star less so. So that's, there's my three. So we've ended up, dear listener, with a whopping four votes for the boss RE202. We've got Two people supporting the Meris LVX, that's Blake and myself. Um, We have one vote for the American Vintage 61 Strat from Philip. One vote for the Silver Sky from Matt. Two votes, three votes, sorry, for the Black Star St. James, which kind of puts the Black Star through along with the RE202. doesn't necessarily secure its second place just yet, even though it's got those votes, because we've got things to move around. Now... Where do we go from here, uh, fellas? You know, before I start doing a point system, I want to see if we can, you know, if, if anyone wants to switch anything round, if there are any, you know, because I'm choosing the Meris on the back of what Blake said. I, I found that a very convincing argument, and I think he's absolutely on the money there. Um, does anyone else think the Meris is, has got point? Or, or Philip, you know, you've the American Vintage 2 was something that, that you know, that you're promoting is is that... Am I missing a trick? Is that, are any of us missing a trick here? By no, I, I, and it's not something I would, I would push on somebody else because I know that that is one hundred percent my boom millenn- boom millennial, uh, boomer millennial t- opinion. <laughs> I'm a traditionalist. I like those things, but also because Blake went after me, I get his point, and I want to know how much Maris is paying Blake because I found myself in the interim looking up the price of the Maris LVX and being like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I should buy one of those and give it a shot and put it on my noise board with my uh, microcosm. Um, I-, I could easily, I think, move my because the I could move my vote for the American Vintage to the Maris like. Based on Blake's argument, there's there's some really good points to be made there that it is something different uh, and impactful. And it's not it, – it's been well thought out, and we, we all know how good the, the folks over at Maris are at what they do. Um, so, I don't know. I could be convinced. I think I would be happy to vote for the LVX, but I, I think, interestingly, I'm asking myself, are people <sighs> – kind of a strong question but are people still going to be talking about it in a year which you often go to joe and i'm like how quickly in fact it's already in in this sense been replaced by something more expensive and more like oh shiny shiny algorithms which is something like the h90 which i think more people have talked talking 
about the H90 than they have the LVX. Really? Do you think? And I, uh, yeah, I, th- I think so. And I, I think because the H9 had such a long time in the market and it's gained such a t- such a fan base. And I think the microcosm has obviously like really stood the test of time. And again, I think it's down to the way it's marketed. Now, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that shouldn't be a reason why the LVX doesn't win gear of the year. But I think its lack of that impact, the way it was pushed, I think is, I think it, it could quickly get swept away by other things that come out and do something else potentially um but i kind we of have agree to make sure that doesn't happen because it's so good i think no, I, I feel like the microcosm took a while to be established though I no like i pe- think i think the microcosm just hit the gap hit no. hit the ground running like everyone everyone bought one and everyone's still buying one basically yeah. mostly synth um, players to be fair uh I th- yeah i think that's it's the very thing. popular found, in that world it's found it's it's found its place. Um, it's found its place with lots of different musicians. I think the LVX is just, yeah. I think it's it's great, and I think the good thing is, is it takes the algorithms from lots of other things they've done to create something new, which I, I do I do really like. The the one product I can't get behind is the Saint the Saint James. I just think right. it looks cool. I just I don't get it. I don't get it. It's kind of, I know I'm sort of using a similar argument for that in my own mind, kind of what we talked about with the Tone Master. No, it's great because it's like, just like a Fender, but it doesn't have valves in it. And that's great because it, it was a Fender amp that was super lightweight, but they went, this sounds like a twin. And it did sound like a twin. Um, I don't feel that with St. James. I feel like they've they've gone, here's a super lightweight amp. What does it sound like? It doesn't matter. It's lightweight. You know, I think a lot of it. I, I don't uh, think we my- can. I don't think we can let a com- our perceived failure, or how we feel about a company's failure at marketing, whether it's Maris or Saint Jane or the Black Star, inform whether or not the gear itself is indeed really great or not. You know, just because they didn't necessarily right. put it out there the same way or put it out there in the way we think it probably should have been presented, I don't think that should have a lot of bearing on whether or not the product itself is really like genuinely cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I, I can't. I get. I really do get both angles on the black, the the Black Star St. James. Uh, you know, maybe you're right. We shouldn't be considering what the company is marketing. But I do feel that it's potentially more than just the company's marketing. Um, I think if you were judging the St. James purely sonically, then it's a good sounding amp. You know, that. but but that's that's it. Like, it's not blowing my mind tonally. And I also don't think it sounds like the things it says it sounds like. But it is very good. The features are very cool. It looks great. That that sounded really negative for a product that I'd still put through as the top three. <laughs> I still think it's really good. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to articulate that that well enough. I think it's a fantastic product. It probably still secures my vote. It is a great sounding amplifier with some wonderful recording options. Um, yeah, there, there. That's that's that. Um, so Philip asked me how much Maris was paying me, and, and they're not paying me anything, uh, though they have supported my show in the past, well before the LVX ever was even a thought, as far as I'm aware. But what they do do 
is uh, they Doo-doo. support me. Do do, haha! I'm glad someone else said it. Yeah, they. Uh, I my family forces me to eat my uh, my kimchi alone on my porch at night because they can't t- tolerate the smell. And uh, Gina at Maris supports me in that uh, in that loneliness. Every time I do that, I I post a story on Instagram and tag Maris, and they reshare it. And I know <laughs> that I'm not the only one eating kimchi alone at night uh, because their family doesn't like the smell. Like so. That that alone is enough to surely secure the Maris a spot uh, in the uh, in the top three. Um, Matt, how would you feel about the the Maris making it through? Yeah, I think I think it's a great it's a great product. I, I do genuinely think it's a really really good product. I think to be honest, I've what the 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 category I've really struggled to get behind this year is amps. I'm still in some way struggling between amps and modelers because I think, you know, especially from from my point of view with something like the GX100, I'm like, nah, do I really class it as a modeler? Yes, it's got amp modeling, but it's also got lots of effects. I think it's still something different. I just think amps have just been a really tricky category Mm. this year. And I guess I'm maybe trying to be fair across, you know, effects, amps and, uh, and guitars. But I'd be, I'd, I'd be happy to say it's one of the. I, I'm certainly going to take Blake's word for it on uh, on how good it is. Okay, okay, all right. Well, I mean, if so, he, hear me out. If we were to do, if we would do that, the the RE two hundred two would come in first place. It kind of leaves us with the obvious front runners here being the Maris LVX and the Black Star St James. I, I'm I'm partially with Matt. I'm on the fence about moving my Black Star vote. At the moment, the Black Star has three had a had a secure three votes, and the Meris had a people moving their votes to to sort of get a place. But what if what if the Black Star was to make third place, even though it had a more secure three votes? Because Matt really doesn't like this product, and it makes it a tricky product to put in our top three. Yeah, and it the the problem I have is I I fail to see anything on this list that I would move the Black Star for because right. I I do yeah. I do think while it's not like the most exciting thing I will give it that it's definitely not something that I saw and just got insanely fired up about at all in any way shape or form it was upon further inspection it was like okay this is a this is a new thing that, yes, maybe some other companies will eventually adopt and perhaps Blackstar will be forgotten as the innovators with these kind of features, these, this specific feature set. But I, I do think they have to get some credit for being first, even though it's not the most exciting product on our list. It really isn't. But it's hard for me to imagine what I would swap it for to try to like bring balance to the force, so to speak. Hmm. That's yeah. where I am too. I don't see something that I would swap it out for. I'm always reminded whenever you know the the argument of there there is something for being first. Um, uh, it's sort of like the old joke whenever somebody says it's not that important. I'm like, okay, tell me the second person to walk on the moon. I mean, <laughs> it's like being first is important. Uh, and and I feel like they've done something there. Of course, they they're not technically first. So there's just less marketing around what I think was first. Joe and I have had that conversation. <laughs> um, but it's there, and and I think it's really doing something to make. It's moving amplifiers to a market 
where they won't be forgotten when everything goes to digital or, you know, pedal board solutions or emulators. It's, it's, it's making an active effort to keep legitimate amplifiers viable to me because they've Mm -hmm. got to adapt or they're going to be left behind. Absolutely. Absolutely. As home recording is becoming so much more common, as stages are becoming silent, as sound engineers are wanting to, you know, wanting to line in your amplifier more rather than micing it up with a crappy SM57. Like all of those things are solutions that digital uh, modeler users have that we are completely cut off from or, you know, largely cut off from. The Black Star St. James is the closest thing to offering us all the things we want with all the modern things that you get from uh, you know, from from digital amplifiers. And we didn't. it doesn't have to be a fake like the Fender Tone Master. Not that the Tone Master doesn't <laughs> sound great, but as in that's just a digital amp. Like the whole chassis is just for show because there's nothing in there. There's a PCB in there and a right. speaker, you know, this is actually, you know, remember how, does anyone remember the Ampeg SVT450s? They were like, uh, it, was a, yeah. it was a bass amp, but it was like a Class AB thing that they put in the chassis of the SVT Classic. And it always felt like a con because the, yeah. uh, the amp's tiny, but they're putting it in that big chassis so you can pretend you've got a valve amp. And that's, that's and, not And then amp- you go to, go to pick it up thinking you need to get someone else to come help you. And you realize, oh, <laughs> never mind. Exactly. But that's kind of how I feel about the Tone Masters a little bit. Um, you know, it's like it's trying to look like the real thing, but or it isn't. Whereas the Black Star, yeah, that's at least it's not lying to me. That's uh, I can get behind <laughs> that. Um, so the Tone Masters, just because I've got to throw this in there, um, I am a I am a Super Reverb aficionado. I've owned multiple vintage Super Reverbs. I still have one that'll be till the day I die. Amp. I named my podcast after the Super Reverb. Um, <laughs> When when the Tone Master came out, I was super excited. I went and played it. It does not sound like a super reverb, right? Right. It sounds good. Don't get me wrong. It sounds good. We've it had does other people not say sound that. like a super reverb, right? Yeah, the other people have said that on the Guitarnos group on Facebook. I thought it sounded excellent, but I can't claim to have AB'd it in close proximity, and I also can't claim to know the sound of a super reverb like the back of my hand. So. Yeah, that's that's the sound I most and and I say that to say, I I I think the Tone Master series is good, but I also you know that argument of they sound like the thing they're supposed to sound like. I don't think they do. I think they sound good. I still don't think they sound like the thing they, you know, say they sound like. That's surprising because I thought the deluxe. Sound, I only played the deluxe, and I thought it sounded pretty good. The deluxe sounded really good until you cranked it. I did not do that because I was in Andy's house. (laughs) Oh well, I I I cranked it uh, uh, against a '66 super uh, or deluxe reverb, and and I've heard a few others. And there's just the way the tube one overdrives is different. I'm not saying better or worse. I'd need to go back and like listen back, but it does not sound the same cranked, okay. which is fine. I I don't fault it for that. It's it's a hard thing to emulate every aspect of those amps, and that's the same thing with any digital version. It sounded good. It didn't sound like the the deluxe that we had in the room. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's a. Uh, th- I wonder if that's kind of more, you know, a continuation of how when the 80s happened and everything went digital, 
everyone went, this is great. These sound just like the real, this is obviously the solution. And, you know, 20 years later, everyone was like, this this stuff is rubbish. Why did it, was anyone convinced <laughs> by it? It's because the convenience kind of outweighs the sonic, uh, you know, it's quality. good for what this is, right? Like, yeah. And and over the years, we we keep saying, oh, this. Everybody thought, oh, Helix. No one will need amps anymore. Well, people still would use amps, maybe not as much. It's all whittling away at it. It's not. There's not been a product that's come out that has been definitively this replaces guitar amplifiers. But it has whittled away some of those people that were on the fringes, sort of on the verge of wanting to go to a different solution. Yeah. Um. When when they create the replacement for the guitar amplifier that I never have to worry about tubes again and it sounds just as good, I, I'm here for it. Yeah. But it's not here yet. No, no I, I've not experienced it yet. No, 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 no. no. Okay. 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 So, back on track then. How how do how are we feeling about that weighing, uh, about that lining up? The, the St. James making third place, the... Um, the Meris LVX making second and the PRS SE Silver Sky in first. Is that what we all agree on? Cool. Okay. Thanks uh, very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just, I don't even know what to say. But, I'm here for it, Joe. I'm okay. on, I'm, I'm here with this. Okay. Uh, the, the RE202 is an obvious winner. I think we can all agree that. Uh, and then it really is the St. James and the Meris. How, how do you feel those should go round, Blake? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, okay, I so think, Ma- yeah, I think Maris the Maris, Maris, then the Black Star for me. Philip, I I think that's the logical solution at this point. I, okay. I all these are great products, but those are the ones I think uh, the I the concept and Matt talked about it. Like, are we still going to be talking about it in a year, two years? I actually think with the LVX, it's something we'll be talking about more in two years than I we're agree. talking about it this year. I agree. I think it needs mm-hmm. some establishment time. I, I don't feel that the Empress Zoya, like, you know, was anyone was completely obsessed with it when it came out. It took a little while for people to get to grips with it, and then it started yeah. becoming popular. I think we see something similar from the LVX. I, I th- and I think with the Zoya, you're talking about something. The Zoya is scary. It's a scary unit for a lot of people. Um, and so it's not ever going to appeal to a mass number of people. It doesn't mean the innovation is any less important or innovative or groundbreaking. It just means that at its core, it's going to appeal to less people. So it's not going to be as talked about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And Matt, how do you feel about this list? I know you don't like the third place, but how do you feel about the way it's shaking I, out? Yeah, I mean, no one's going to be happy you can't make everyone happy all the time. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know, I get the arguments and I understand it. And I think, you know, it's all about number one, really. <laughs> Wait, okay. I think we've, I think we've been manipulated, guys. Yeah, that, that's true. If you're, if you're not first, you're last. So, <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Well, in that case, fellas, and it's not listener. a power supply. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Yes, exactly. In that case, uh, everyone, dear listeners, I think we have a top three. In third place, the Black Star St. James EL34 Head. In second place, the Meris LVX. And in third place, the Boss RE202. Two effects pedals and an amp. 
not guitar in sight this year, but they certainly are, I think, a really great example of three of the most exciting, innovative and important products that have come out in 2022. And as I said at the end of the Amps episode... Uh, my work here is done. I made sure that an amp was gear of the year. Good work. <laughs> a tube amp. There you go. We've got a tube amp here. Nice. A gear of the year. A and reverb I, delay I personally pedal feel, and a delay. I, I feel really good about this overall, you know, because the Maris and the RE202 are genuinely some of my very favorite things that came out in 2022. And despite me getting really beat up in the guitar round, uh, I feel like I'm 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 standing tall now, so I'm I'm pretty happy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wonderful. Well, I think that is an excellent an excellent list. So, Boss Meris and Blackstar all get their little stickers, uh, stickers or their badges that I send them uh, to say that they've won Gear of the Year. Thank you very much, fellas. Thank you, Matt, Philip, and Blake. This has been an excellent Gear of the Year. You've been wonderful hosts. It's been an, an excellently long gear of the year, as always. <laughs> we did not disappoint in our timings. Yeah, I love how you started out. Oh, this will be relatively short. It's not going to be that... Where you won't have that much discussion. We talk for two and a half hours. I knew I knew better. We've got a bunch of podcasters. It's just that's what happens. Literally we can't talk. even get on the phone for less than 45 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is true. Well, uh, well, there we go, dear listener. I hope you have enjoyed uh, Gear of the Year this year. Um, that's uh, that's it for us for now. Oh, there is, there's actually, if you're a Patreon subscriber, there is a secret episode coming out tomorrow. If you're listening to this on the day of it being released, um, and uh, and other than that, Guitar Nerds is going to be back in the. Uh, in the new year in January, what 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 are you fellas doing? For are you taking a little Christmas break, Philip? Yeah, so I'm going to take a little bit of a break. I've got an episode coming out this week. I've had a couple of weeks that have gone without an episode because I had a sinus infection, and then it it interrupted some scheduled interview dates. And so uh, this week will be my last episode of season two, and season three will start middle of January. So. Wonderful, wonderful. A similar time to us. I think that's what we'll do, middle of January. What about you, Blake? How are you uh, How are you dealing with the holiday period? I just keep on keeping on. I just keep keep going, keep chugging along, keep putting out things every Monday. Although, for Chasing Tone, we are taking a little break. But for Tone Mob, the, uh, the episodes just keep on coming, baby. Blake is a machine. He is it, a just, machine. it just doesn't stop. He I've got to give indeed. the people what they want. Well, that that is true, and you do that very well. Um, but yes, this has been a it's been a wonderful series, Philip Blake. It's been fantastic to have you guys on board. I've had a really great time, dear listener. Thank you for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds Gear of the Year podcast series. Stay classy. I should have thought about that ending. Stay classy. <laughs> <laughs> Farewell. <laughs> you guys can say bye now. Okay, bye, bye guys. Let's see you. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.